you know, I I went back and forth with myself, with the people around me on if I should create this podcast and how vulnerable and open I should be. And I plan on being 100% vulnerable, 100% open, because I think it will be very enlightening um, if, if you choose to listen to this podcast. So this is Royals Relationship Revelations that I learned over time. It is my goal that we can come here and we can talk about maintaining or I can talk about, you know, and if I choose to have, you know, people on maintaining healthy relationships and how to be open about current relationships, friendships um, that you have with your friends, your family, colleagues, um, whoever it may be that you, you know, have encounters with. I hope that this is enlightening to you so that you can maintain these healthy relationships. So, the first relationship that I want to dive into is my relationship with my dad. And this is, this is not easy for me. Um, this has been what I thought was something that I had got past and it has, you know, turned this head and kind of been like, oh, no, no, we still here. And so I want to dive into that because I, I think as many males, I mean, or, or women out there who, who struggle with this, you know, I have four sisters, um, two of them being with my dad as well. Um, both are older and I know that they still deal with some issues from our upbringing as well. I know for me personally, the, the issue that I had with my dad growing up was his absence. Just just a lack of, of not being there, you know. Um, I can remember being younger, and I remember, like, small encounters with my dad. My mom told me at this point he had to be, like, three or four when he went to prison. And when he got out, I was probably, like, nine or ten after that. But the time that he was in jail, I would get letters from him, and it was – it probably wasn't until mm, I was like eight or nine until I started, you know, understanding what he was saying in these letters. But the only thing I knew was that he wasn't there. He wasn't present. And, and you know, growing up, I was involved in sports. I played football, basketball, and baseball growing up in Flint, Michigan. And I just remember, like, certain guys being on, you know, my different teams and, you know, having their dad there. And, you know, over time, I was like, oh, okay, like, my mom is here, you know. And I had a stepdad. He was, you know, sort of in and out as well. But I was still questioning, you know, why why my dad wasn't around, you know. And it wasn't really a big deal because you – you know, growing up, you just learn to just deal with the circumstances as they come. But I knew that that was always a question in my head, like of why he wasn't there. But so I started playing football, you know, baseball season ended and I started playing football. And I remember, you know, him getting out and him coming to my football game. And it was, man, it's crazy because I don't remember a lot of stuff from my childhood, but I do remember that. I remember the first game that he came to, and before the game, I remember us talking, and he said, man, my nickname is man, just as a heads up. He said, man, I need three touchdowns from you. 
And um, long long story short, I scored five touchdowns that game, and I had I had never played so hard in my life, y'all. I'm talking about I'm I'm switching sides of the fields on runs. It just it was a certain level of drive that I had when he came to the to the to this particular game because it was so new for me. I was playing, I was now playing in front of my mom, who obviously had been to all of the games, but then I was playing in front of the the man who birthed me, and it was his first time seeing me, and I, I, I remember my mindset was, oh, he, he got to see how good I am, he, you know, or he got to see how great I am, and that, that literally, that literally is what drove me, and I, and I needed that you know, at that time in my life. And to be honest with you, I probably needed it later on and didn't even recognize it because I had learned to, you know, just just deal with the fact that he wasn't around, you know. Um, but anyway, so, you know, that happened. So he came to maybe one or two more games that year, and then my dad went back to prison. Um, and so when I turned 13, I actually moved down to, to Georgia and so he would he was in jail when I moved down, but you know, we still kinda kept contact. He he had a cell phone at the time and you know, we we talked occasionally, but I went through my entire high school career and did not show up to one game, you know. And my my expectation obviously moving down to Georgia was like, okay, you know, I'm such and such miles away, but, you know, you can find a way to, to get down here. You you got to find a way to get down here. You know, I'm I'm doing all of these things, and I I would like for you to see them, you know. And if you can't see them or, you know, come to some, I remember my senior year, um, we had a very good, very good basketball team, and we went 31-1. and And the only thing I truly cared about was, that feeling that I had when my dad came to my first football game. Like, I wanted to experience that again. I wanted to find, you know, that motivation. And I was always motivated because I I hate losing. But I wanted to be able to, to, you know, kind of show my dad what that, I don't know, to show him how great I was, I guess, in a way. Um, and I, w- I wasn't able to do that. And so um, my the, my senior year, like I said, we went 31 and one, but I lost I lost my the state championship game. And that that hurts me to this day. You know, I've cried from what I what I remember as far as in my you know older age. I've cried four times, um, three funerals and one was that state championship game. Um as far as like just straight boohoo and like can't can't get myself together, but a part of that was I needed. I I say I needed. I wanted I wanted my dad to be there. I wanted him to be able to experience that with me, you know, and and he wasn't he wasn't able to do that. Anyway, we get past high school. We get to college and I go to Georgia College in Millersville, and. Play basketball there, you know, got a scholarship to to play basketball there and played there for four years. 
Not one game. Not senior night. He did not attend one game, nor did he attend senior night. And <clears throat> it would be one thing. And my, he wasn't in jail or in prison, you know, for a few of those years that I was in college. But I remember my sister calling me one day, and I'm, I was actually about to play in the intramural uh, football game at Georgia College. And she called me, and she said, man, um, I just wanted to let you know, dad went back to prison. And y'all, the numbness, I, I was so numb to it at that point. And I could hear on the phone that she was hurting. And at that point, I had decided that I couldn't care about it anymore. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't make, you can't make a grown man have, you know, make good decisions. Like, at at the end of the day, like, you are, at that time, that was, what, 10 years ago? He, in his mid-40s, you know, if if jail is a place that you, that you want to end up at, then, you know, go ahead and keep making those decisions. But I remember telling my sister basically those words, kill you you cannot continue to hold on to this because you will continue to be disappointed. And I think that part about it was the part that I struggled with because I think we choose to put family at this high standard, right? Because family is close. You know, you see majority of the time, you know, obviously you got some close friends that you call family, but I, I tend to, we tend to put these people in, that are family in a, a bigger spotlight than everybody else and and when they when it turns around on you and it does not work in your favor you are disappointed and it was because of the expectations that he had that I had I had an expectation of my dad of you are supposed to be here but you're not here and that that feeling of disappointment n- nobody could replace that like I said I had my stepdad when I moved down to Georgia, my aunt and my uncle raised me. I, my my aunts in Flint, um, they helped raise me. But the feeling that I had of disappointment was never, it was never overshadowed just because they were there. It was like, I appreciate y'all for being here and I wouldn't be the person I am today without y'all. But I was still looking for that F- from my, my birth dad. And that was and that was important to me. And how how do you tell a kid, a girl, boy, whoever, how do you tell them that, oh, it's okay, your aunt will be there. It's okay, your granddad will be there. It's okay, your mom. You as as a boy growing up and you watching everybody else dad come around and my sister watching, you know, her family. You, you figure, why why can't we get that as well, you know? And you kind of look for that feeling. That, Like I said, that feeling of, of disappointment, it can't be – there is no substitute for it. You, you, you are disappointed, you know? But I say that to say, um, college came around. And like I said, I'm, my sister made, made that call, and I'm thinking that I'm over it. But – my dad then, um, he ended up getting out, and my sister, she had moved down to Georgia at this point as well. She was actually going to school 30 minutes away from me, and she had, she had went back, and we visited him, and, we, you know, we got a chance to talk or whatever. My senior year, my senior year of college comes, you know, 
this is it for me, basically. You know, I, I, I had thoughts of possibly going overseas, but ba- but the as far as, you know, having fun with it, you know, my senior year was it. So senior night came, and I remember, I, I remember, you know, asking my dad, would he be able to make it down for my senior night game? You know, everybody's dad, mom and dad would be walking them out. And he got on the phone, and he told me he would try, but, you know, and that's all I, I accepted that at that time, um, that, you know, he would try. He, well, long story short, he didn't come, you know, senior night came, I played well, but he, he missed out on that as well, you know, and I kind of, I kind of swallowed my pride on that one, and I, and I didn't, I didn't hold my, I didn't hold my breath on the thought that he might show up, you know, it just, it, it wasn't in the card, so that, that was cool. Well, <clears throat> Thinking that I got past it, uh, so the year my after my senior year was over, I then you know decided to stay at school next year to get my my master's. Okay, so I already graduated. My dad didn't make it to that graduation, so I I spent a year to get my master's, and that that graduation was coming up. Well, the night before, you know, I walk across the stage my buddies stole, you know, a little get together at their house or whatever. And my dad got the invite to my master's uh, program. Um, and he, he was telling me the entire time, y'all, I'm coming down, man. I'm not going to miss this one. I, I ain't missing this for nothing. If I got to take a bus down and I'm y'all, I am excited. I mean, cause I know he don't like planes. I know he doesn't like planes. So, and I don't like planes. So I, I respect it in a way, you know, so that that night came, like I said, we was having a party. He he calls me, and he and you know I step outside, and he says, you know, man, I know your graduation is tomorrow. I just wanted to let you know I won't be able to make it. You know how I feel about planes, and I don't, I truly don't know what hit me, y'all. But I was just like. You know, all right, Dad, appreciate you calling me. And then I got off the phone. And my girlfriend at the time, because I was still outside after he had got off the phone, my girlfriend at the time came out there. And y'all, I am 22 years old. And like I said, at this point, she, she had never seen me cry. And I I, I went into tears because that was it. You know, that, that was it. It and y'all, it it all came out the the time that I thought that I was over it, and then for me for that reality to hit that he was not gonna be able to make it to my graduation, and I was hurting, and I I I asked her at the time, you know, as I'm sitting out there on the steps crying, I was like, I don't know what else I have to do to get him to show up. And I did. I still don't know the answer to that. This is, this is what, you know, and not not to. I I don't want to you know toot my own horn right now, but this is what I accomplished. I'm we're talking about over three hundred games that I played in, from high school, 
to college. He saw none. I graduated high school. He didn't see that graduation. I graduated college one time with a bachelor's. He didn't see that graduation. I graduated with my master's. He didn't see that. I had two senior nights, high school and college. He didn't see that. And I felt every bit of his absence that night when I got that call. And that, it, it man, it, it hurt me for a while. And it wasn't even to the fact that I was mad, more so that I was, I was so disappointed. I was hurt. I, I couldn't, I could not understand as your only son <clears throat> at the time, he has accomplished all these things and you didn't want to see any of it. And every time it was an excuse, you know, I don't like planes or man, you know, I can't sit in the car for that long, you know? And I wanted to ask him, what, what, what would you do for your kids? Because he used to tell me all the time. And it, and at the time, I thought I was like, dang, my daddy is the toughest. And he used to be like, man, I go back to jail for you, for you and Kia. Like, I go back to jail for y'all. You would go back. To, you would spend more time behind bars than to be present. Like, it, I know, I know this for a fact. If if somebody was to put their hands on me or my sister, my dad would go to war for us. I know that for a fact. And yes, he would do time. But in the same breath, he wouldn't get on the on a plane. He wouldn't get on the Greyhound to come to his son's game. Senior night, graduation, second graduation. I I couldn't make sense of it, man. I, I could not make sense of it. You would risk your freedom again, but wouldn't get on the Greyhound to come see me. That didn't hit until later either. It was, you know, the, the things that I thought were, you know, that made him tough. And, you know, I, I think a part of him was tough. For sure. I, I feel like you got to be somewhat tough if if you are you know, in and out of prison. But in my eyes, what would have been tougher is you swallowing that pill and saying, you know, I I wasn't there when you was younger. I'm going to be there now. I'm going to make up for it. I I, I would do that for you. And that, that didn't happen. And that's, that, that is, man, as a, as a black, as any male, I mean, we can, we can call it, we can call it blackmail because that's what I am. But like any male, man, that, that, that's, that's tough, man. I just, <clears throat> I, I felt like his priorities were in the, in the wrong places at the time. And his, his kids, you know, got the, got the wrong end of that. His, he had, two daughters that grew up without without a father around. He had a son who who needed him there and didn't know it until he was 22. And I thought I was okay. You know, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I thought I was, 
a-okay and i was not you know and it, it showed up later on in life and i'm just hoping that this is something that you know anybody can learn from if you if you have what i wanted to get out of this if you got the option to even be there a little bit you know be there because your presence is more valuable than you think you know if that's if i'm talking to a parent right now if i'm talking to a friend you know just be there for somebody man because you you don't you don't want them to experience that feeling of you not being there and then they show up back you know later on in life you know so my prayer you know for whoever is listening to this and i hope you got something from this is is to be present you know because it's especially when it comes down to your kids when it when it comes down to to your seed that was that was who i was you know and i i i have to deal with him not being there even to this day you know but i y'all don't get me wrong i love my dad you know and whatever decisions that he chose to make at the time i'm sure he did it for for his reasoning for certain reasons excuse me but he he i i had some issues you know that I, that i had to deal with and now i'm 29 and just now learning how to even open up about this stuff i've never talked to anybody about any of this you know but you know i hope y'all have a, a great great rest of your day y'all be safe on these roads out here and i hope y'all um, are excited for this next next episode. It's, it, it's going to be a good one.